All right. So, how I came to Benedix was. Oh, okay. My name is Diego Martinez, and uh, I'm a senior. And um, originally, uh, well, I'm a fifth year senior. Originally, I came to St. Benedict's in seventh grade uh, to play soccer here. Um, and I left in eighth grade because I thought that that would be like the best thing for me. Um, I thought that like I wanted to be with my friends and that like Benedict's was holding me back from all that and like living and just being like a normal high schooler. And unfortunately, it didn't work out for me that way. Like I spent the next four years uh, using and abusing drugs and had to like go to um, a bunch of programs and just get right. Uh, I spent like those four years wasting my gifts and holding myself back. And, um, you know, like I had only, I didn't have many options. So uh, I, I, I did what I knew best and I contacted Benedict's because they were always good to me. Um, and now I'm back for like my senior year, uh, a year and a half sober and like grateful for the opportunity that I'm given. And, uh, that's it. Like I've had to share that story many times, but it's hard to mm -hmm. share it. All right. Uh, my name is Ian Simmons. Uh, also in my senior year, I came to Benedict's for soccer. Uh, in like eighth grade, I started playing soccer cause I was a track runner before that. And my sister, who went to Mother Seton, um, she kind of knew about Benedict's because of uh, she went to Catholic school too. <clears throat> so she told my mom about that and how they were like the best in the country for soccer. So, and my mom wanted me to go to um, a single sex school. Like she really stopped me from applying to co-ed schools such as the Magnet. I really wanted to go to the Magnet, to be honest. Uh, yeah, she like wouldn't like sign the papers. Uh, by the deadline, so I couldn't even apply there. So it ended up that this is the only school uh, I could apply to. I also wanted to go to St. Joe's. Uh, my brother went there, but he had to leave because of financial constraints, so I knew I couldn't really go there, so I didn't even apply. But uh, I heard about financial aid here, so I applied here, and luckily I got in because I basically didn't apply to anywhere else. All right, so my name is Logos Lawrence. I'm a UD1. I came to St. Benedict's when I was in seventh grade. Back at the time, I never even heard of the school. My parents forced me to come here because SVP had really good academics and athletics. My first few weeks here stunk. I had no friends, didn't know what activity to do, and it was pretty weird to me that we prayed and sang songs every morning. Through the years, I noticed how SVP became my home. My talent of swimming got me on the JV water polo team as a freshman. I got, I've gotten good grades, which is helping me build my college resume. I also made friends that I'm proud to call my brothers. After four years at Benedict's, I'm happy to say that my, I'm happy that my parents forced me to come here. Hi, my name is Esteban Lama. I'm a sophomore. The reason why I came here, came here to this school, is because I wanted to. I came to this school seventh grade. I was forced, and I was forced. I was immature and disrespectful. I was very young, and I was desperate to see girls. St. Benedict's was a great school, but my immaturity did not let me see that. So after the seventh grade, I went on to Belleville Middle, Middle School and then on to Belleville High. In those couple of years, I realized how bad, bad of the school it was, even with girls there. So I needed to come back. I missed it, and I missed the great teachers and great sports they had here.
Um, my name is Jonathan, class of 2020. Um, I came to this school because my mom brought me here. I didn't want to come to this school because uh, I heard it was an all-boys school. And when I told my friends about it at school, they all like were like, oh, yeah, Jonathan, I hope you don't turn gay. So that really um, deterred me from it because I didn't want to. I, I just didn't want to be here. Um, so when I first came, things were really awkward. I didn't really want to talk to anybody. I kind of just wanted to, like, make things go quickly. I told my mom just one year, and I would leave. But throughout the year, throughout my eighth grade year, I really got immersed in the in the culture of the school. And now I've been here for the last three years. So, yeah. My name is Yanni Lopez. I'm a sophomore. The reason I came to St. Benedict's Prep was for two things, to go to a school with order and feel the brotherhood. My old school, Union Catholic, was a mess, chaos every day. It was a nightmare. People came to school high or drunk or even both. St. Benedict's Prep was my escape. Since joining this school, I've been much happier. The feeling of brotherhood that lives in each, each of these boys is what I've always dreamed of. I know I made a great choice transferring here. I've never been happier. My name is William Murphy Torres. I'm a senior. At first, I wasn't planning to come to St. Benedict's. My brother is an alumnus, and my parents loved the school, but I wasn't planning to come to St. Benedict's. It was an all-boys school, and it started in July, so I made sure my parents knew I wasn't planning to come to St. Benedict's. However, on However, everyone knows what happened to the best laid plans. My plans went awry at an open house. My brother was on the admissions team, so I had to be at all the open houses. A student named Maudi talked me into it. He was a smooth talker and convinced me to think of the future, not the present. He talked about the advantages going to a prep school would give. He talked about the fact that our sports are the best in the country, and he convinced me that this was the best place for me. My name is Baranyai. This is my first year in St. Benedict's, and I'm a sophomore. And I came from Sweden to play basketball because I knew that St. Benedict's has a great basketball program that could take my game to the next level. Uh, my name is Ola Tunji Adewali. I'm a 10th grader coming in as a transfer. And the previous, the previous school year, I went to a boarding school in Maryland. Uh, and it was called West Nottingham Academy. And towards the end of the school year, I just wasn't like feeling the boarding school experience and I wasn't really doing too well in school. Uh, and I was kind of ignoring, even at, even at the boarding school, all of the opportunities I had there. Um, and I had actually applied to St. Benedict's my, for my freshman year, but I, I committed elsewhere um, because other school provided more financial aid. But then, uh, words didn't work out. So I'm trying to take all the take take um advantage of all the opportunities that I can get here at St. Benedict's because I I need to give myself a second chance. I think to to prove to myself, some, somewhat to my parents, but mostly to myself that I I can mature. I just need to like stop being stubborn and just. Uh, like humble myself so I can actually appreciate the opportunities that I have because that's the only way I'm going to progress as like a person and like as a young man. 
I'm Jonah Baez, a sophomore. I had come uh, came here because I wanted I wanted to challenge myself since I'm an old school. Um, everything was challenging, but um, after coming here, I noticed it was the male school, and I thought it was gonna be extremely more challenging. The reason why I I did this was because my mother had encouraged me to be successful, and since when I was younger, my mother was the only model I had in my in my childhood. She had a. Uh, she was the one that had struggled to bring me and my four si- younger siblings to um, to be successful. And this had inspired me to uh, be here. Um, I'm Zaba Vangala, um, class of 2021. Um, I'm from Sweden. I came here um, like one one week ago. It's off to to play basketball. I'm a, I'm here on a basketball scholarship. I've never I had never heard of this school before until I got the scholarship from here. Um uh, and then I figured out it was a great academical school and my parents wanted me to come here. I didn't want to come here but I was forced to. So yeah, I'm here now. Things has has been good so far. I hope it will continue. My name is Amar Henderson. I'm a junior. Uh, I came to this school because my dad forced me to. He knew that it was a good school, um, and I had good academics. Uh, at first, I, w- I didn't want to come because of all-boys school. I was used to going to public school, and it didn't have a football team. But uh, my dad was just like, you should just apply. So I applied, and I got accepted. And once I got accepted, I said, I told my dad, like, I kind of didn't want to go to this school. So uh, I applied to Plymouth Catholic, and I got in. But I figured that I would make a decision on not to play football and focus on academics more. And that's what I'm doing now, and I think I made the right decision. All right, so my name is Brandon Aguirre. Um, I'm a junior, and um, what brought me to St. Benedict's is that my cousin came to St. Benedict's and graduated in 2012. He went to play Division One soccer in uh, Holy Cross. And, um, and for my freshman year, I went to St. Anthony's High School in Trinity City. I heard that it was closing down, and then I talked to my cousin about helping me get into St. Benedict's. Then the day when I dropped off my transcripts, to uh, I spoke with Father Ed, and then he just told me just to come January 3rd and don't worry about my grades or nothing because I could make it up, everything up. I can make everything up in St. Benedict's. Uh, I think the gifts at St. Benedict's are the connections that you have with uh, alumni and people that have gone to the school that you won't get at public schools or any other schools. Uh, leadership, how the leadership is run, and how... Uh, you can be a leader and help out the community, maturity, how they emphasize maturity and you growing up to be able to sustain yourself in the real world and the bondage you have with your brothers. And, uh, yeah. Um, for me personally, I think one of the greatest gifts at Benedict's is 
how they support you when it comes to your failures. Because I failed a lot at Benedict's. Not not exactly class-wise, but, like, in decisions and just, like, just, like, the way I live my life, I failed a lot. But I feel like if I would have made those mistakes at a public school, such as, like, the school in my town, especially the school in my town, uh, I would be, it would have been really bad, and I probably would have just gotten even worse. But for my failures here, I felt like I was able to grow from them, learn from them, and not make the same, the same mistakes again. Um, the greatest gifts here are one is just going to the school will get you to get you into a good college. Um, they really they really have good sports here. They have great teachers, and and family. How we're like all connected. We're all like brothers. Um, I think the gifts are uh, of St. Benedict's are definitely like the resources that's provided here um, yeah, through all the through all the teachers and the the college help and the college guidance and um, I think through like the counseling center and the dormitories, all the resources that are here um, really make this place like a, a gift as well as all the networking. And, um, and the opportunities that come with the people that you meet, uh, you you you, uh, you get to um, envision where you want to go, and and this place is like special in that way. I think that one of the greatest gifts of the school is the structure, because of like the freshman program and the way that the student leadership works. I think that the structure is like what's most important in this school because it helps people, like Ahmad said, it helps people grow and be able to sustain themselves in the real world. And in the student leadership, it teaches students how to follow so that when it comes to them being able to lead, they can do it the right way. I think the gift and the curse of St. Benedict's are the same thing. Um, St. Benedict's teaches you how to be a man. You become more responsible and you become more of a leader. And this sounds great, and most of the times it is. But it's also a double-edged sword because kids often have to grow up too fast. I know that by the time I was a sophomore, I had so much on my plate in terms of leadership and responsibilities that I couldn't be a kid anymore. Every day I was like, okay, now I'm in class, after class I'm at practice, after practice I'm with my coach helping clean up because I was a coxswain. Um, and so by the time I'm a senior now, I look back and realize I was trying to be an adult at 14, at 15, and I lost out on a lot of developmental childhood memories. Uh, I think that the best, or the, the, the main gift that Benedict has here is well with the brotherhood you it's not something that you just you're not a part of the community and then you become one you like grow into the community which is why I think they do a really good job of when you be, like enter in as a freshman you, they like the with things like the overnight it's it's really good for like growing and like bonding with the people that you're gonna most likely spend the next four years of probably one of the most important parts of your education with and it's just good to have that kind of that kind of thing in high school because most other high schools don't 
do that do that sort of thing they might have like school uh assemblies and things like that and activities but they they don't have anything like like the overnight where you like you struggle with the people that you're gonna learn with challenges um well i think the main challenge is uh the location but i think it's kind of like a gift within a curse because because of the location it's only that much harder for you to let for you to not give in like temptations and things like that so i think the fact i think if if this school was in it still had all the same people but it was in like like a town like a westfield i don't think it would have the same kind of effect because it's not Westfield is it, it's a much safer area than Newark is, so I feel so I feel like it, it the school being in Newark makes it that that much more impactful for the people that so go there. Me, what's what? That's a long time since I've been. So what's the what is the challenge of Newark, New Jersey? Well, I mean, the location. I, I I know some things about Newark, but I personally I don't live here. Mm-hmm. But I know that it's like the the crime here is, it's very concerning. Like the people who live here, and it's it becomes an issue for people who are trying to like grow as particularly for this school for as as young men, mm-hmm. because it's like a lot of temptations, like I get like gang violence and things like that that can like deter you from the right path. All right, so last year, most of the soccer players and people that were there will remember this. But while we were at practice, like right when it started, there was about, like on William Street, while we were practicing, there was about eight gunshots. Somebody got shot like right there, like feet away from us. If you were on the lower field, it was literally like feet away from you, but we could all hear it. So we had to go inside. Like that's just an example of like the violence in Newark. Uh, And I do agree with the... uh... The violence of Newark is like um, an issue, and it can be found in like any, I don't know, urban or urban city. But I do feel that the temptations are everywhere. I don't think that Newark is any different. Um, in fact, I think it puts uh, a lot of more kids in a better spot to see like reality and um, like constant struggle that people deal with due to their uh, due to their actions and their choices in the world. Um, and I take that from personal experience because, like, I used to go to a school in a, in a place like Westfield or, or whatever, mm-hmm. and there's just as many temptations, um, like, in my opinion, even, like, like worse are drug use and, and, uh, and um, you know, like, like, individualizing yourselves. And I think Newark keeps kind of kids humble who want to, who want to like see that light? I do agree that there, there, there are bad, bad things about it that allow kids to do things. But I, I just, I think that's everywhere, and it's just, it's not Newark. I think that one of the curses of St. Benedict's is the sports reputation, because a lot of people when they come here, they look to, they look to just be like a basketball player or a soccer player and when that doesn't turn out well for them they start to kind of become a cancer for the community and it makes things less community like it just makes people 
it just deters people and then the system doesn't really work here when people like that are around. Stop, let me ask you a question. Um, cancer's a strong word, right? So what do you mean by that? I mean, I mean that when people come, like there are, there were certain select few, there were a select few people that were here last year who are no longer here, but they had, they tried out for teams or whatnot or even some that made it. Uh, they tried out for teams or whatnot, and when they didn't make the team, they just didn't really do anything. They just kind of gave up on everything, and then they started to become lackluster. And instead of, like, performing and trying to become better and grow as a man, within the, com within the community, they became like a hindrance to the community. like. Like simple stuff like raising the hand so that everybody can be quiet. They refuse to, to adhere to those rules or different things like that. That's why I say they became a cancer for the community because it made things worse for everyone else, especially people who wanted to uh, involve themselves and be in the community. All right, so like a challenge that like I came across was like the school model. Because like, like when I first came here, like, whatever smart brother hurts me, whatever else my brother hurts me, and so like, like, if you do the overnight, like, like it's so like frustrating when like the kid in front of you is behind you, like, he does something wrong, and like, like everyone else has to suffer, and, like, it really gets like frustrating. But like after a while, you learn that it helps you like build like friendship, and like learn like it helps you like, like like um how to like teach other people like when like not to do like bad things and stuff so like like it's a challenge which you can like like overcome to me the cursed curse is um the location of the school it's in Newark and Newark is a pretty tough neighborhood and another one is it's this school is pretty far from home um, I say this. Uh, come from like Belleville. Okay. And like transportation is pretty tough because both my parents are like either taking care of the kids or like working, and like I'll have to take the bus. Yeah, like it's pretty tough. Uh, I think the curses at this school are unexpected twists. So, uh, the school. Uh, teaches brotherhood and stuff and uh, how not to steal from your brothers. But uh, a lot of times in convocation, you would hear uh, stuff is missing from my locker, things were stolen from my book bag, and I even had experiences with that as well. When uh, they took like not only like materialistic items, but they took your academic items that you need for classes. And uh, it's like most of the time, you're not going to get it back, you know, especially if, if it's materialistic items. Uh, it's like after you like, take it, it's like you kind of, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't care, like after a period of time. All right, for this is for mostly for the athletes. I think one of the biggest curses is how it kind of ruins 
it, it doesn't really ruin your social life, but it makes it harder, mainly because of time. Like, for example, uh, for a soccer player, if you're in varsity preseason, it starts at about 2.30, and you, you end at, like, 6-something, and then you leave at, like, 6.30. And if you like me and you live a half an hour away, that means you're getting home at, like, 7. And if you can't really drive, like, and, like, your friends live kind of far away, you're not really going to be able to go see them after practice or anything. And that's every single day, including Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And also for this is this is like kind of personal for soccer, but they make you they don't make you, but you're encouraged to do see your stars. And that's from like four to six maybe. So you have to wait after school, and that's three days a week. So I think like the time constraints of how like you barely have time to do anything because of uh, your sport, which you're encouraged to do at Benedict's. If you don't do a sport, your activities might run just as long. But yeah, just really the time constraints and how it kind of uh, limits what you can really do. Can I, actually is in response to his comment about the, the cancer, do you think because, because athletes have such a demand to, with their time and their energy, not only in school, but on, in summer, before school begins, after school begins, do you think that's the reason why that you made a comment about if the sports doesn't work out for certain kids, they kind of like fall apart. Do you think that's the reason why? Because they're spending so much time, um, you know, honing their athletic craft. I can't speak for like the whole school, but for soccer at least, most of the people that will be considered cancerous, uh, those are like the people that come here just for soccer. They really don't care about athletics, but they hear like whatever hurts my brother hurts me and it just goes in through one ear, out the other. And like, even like on the field, you can like see it. Like if you mess up, they'll like call you like bad and stuff. Like they won't say like, oh, next time. Like they'll just call you bad. So like, I feel like I disagree with him in, in the point where when they don't make the team, that's when it starts going awry. Cause even when they're on the team, it's, it's like not like perfect. And then when they get off the team, it just gets worse. Are there any like other athletes that know you two are, um, I'm interested in your thoughts on that too. Like people who are, who've been, playing sports. So I have a few things that have been said that I kind of wanted to comment on. Firstly, with the time constraints, that's definitely a thing. When I was rowing, I was getting home at 8 every night, and I was going straight home from practice. I wasn't, like, stopping anywhere or anything. And so the time constraints are serious. And there are definitely athletes who become sort of cancerous. I was a freshman counselor, and I had a freshman who played varsity basketball, and he came in every single day, probably 30 to 40 minutes late to combo. He didn't come to school once on time in the entire school year. And he came in every day, and he wore white Jordans some days, and some days he just wore whatever he wanted. He always kept a jacket on, even when we told him he wasn't allowed to do that. and. He, when we would try and hold him after school, like his coach would just get him out of it so that he could be at practice. And so like stuff like that, where you have kids who can do whatever they want and get away with it because of their sports. I know freshman year, I, I had classes with a senior, and it was religion class, and he had just repeated it three times. But he was a varsity soccer player, so even though he had failed freshman religion twice, there was no like issue with him staying there, which I thought was kind of weird, because if I failed freshman religion, I definitely would have gotten kicked out. 
Um, and the third thing, the last thing I wanted to comment on was the comment about things getting stolen. Things do get stolen here, but a lot of the times, more often than not, it's not that things are stolen. It's that somebody loses something and doesn't want to be accountable for it. So then they look at the fact that we don't have locks and uses that as an easy excuse to get out of their own personal responsibility. Um, like another thing with, and I, I'm a transfer, so I don't have like too much experience with it, but this is kind of just like a general thing also with sports. So uh, I know that like there's like some tension between like certain sports teams, like different sports, like certain like, like within, I know that and, like there's like a tension between like, like people who are, very like who excel at athletics and people who like mostly just excel with academics. I know there's been like that tension, and but there's also like tension like within mm -hmm. the athletes themselves. Like mm -hmm. like like soccer players don't always get along with like track uh, track runners or basketball or crew whatever it is. So like that's that's another one of like the struggles um, that. At, like with athletes, if they like, sometimes if they make a team, whether it's track or soccer or basketball, whatever it is, they like once they make that team because they know that Sam Betty has a good reputation for sports, they become like sometimes like egotistical about like their sports ability, and then that like kind of leads them like uh, to believe that like they're like on top of everybody else, even in other sports that that they don't play or have never had any experience playing. So like that creates tension between uh, like like the students when they're like on the field, because it 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 kind of defies the whole point of and, and brotherhood. Like one of the best places to practice that I think is like on on the sports field because you're like your teammates, you're improving physically together, and it's like a very bonding kind of thing. So that's like one of the struggles that like within the athletes, there's like cracks in. Uh, like the brotherhood. We've run out of time, and so before you guys uh, leave, I'm interested in your feedback.